Want entertainment designed just for you? Then check out customizable streaming TV from Xfinity. It makes your life simple, easy, awesome. Xfinity gives you customizable streaming TV options. Enjoy the most free shows anywhere on any device and even access your streaming apps right on your TV with X1. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Hey guys, this is Jesse. And this is Keith. And you're listening to another episode of New Player Has Joined. It's a podcast about the video games people love and why they love them. And today we're coming to you with a very special holiday episode. Oh yes. Oh yes. We can feel the snow coming down on both of us. Uh, but we're in the studio today talking about Christmas and talking about our memories of playing video games on Christmas, getting video games for Christmas, hanging out with brothers and sisters, you know. What the holidays are really about. We're doing a lot of trivia. We do a lot of games. We uh, we got games for each other. We think the other person would really like and we explain yeah. why. Yeah. And maybe we give each other a few gifts at the end of this podcast. Yeah, maybe we do. Yeah, maybe we, maybe do. we do. Maybe hey, we'll, what's it you? What's it you? What are you looking at? What are you looking at? Sorry, sorry. Sometimes, no, we... sometimes Keith and I slip into the voices we do on our other podcast, New Chicago Gangster Has Joined. <laughs> yeah, where'd you hide that body? Under the bridge. That's a lot of bodies under a bridge. It's a very niche podcast, guys. I recommend you don't listen to it. Hey, guys. So, like, a bad thing happened. Um, you see... Last episode, uh, we had this really amazing, great idea, brilliant idea, a a genius idea. Probably the perfect idea. The best idea. So uh, we wanted to give one of you sweet people a $20 gift card to the Cheesecake Cheesecake Factory. Factory. You're welcome. But here's the thing. Um, Google is this company (laughs) that has tons of money. And the thing is... Uh, we can't get into our Gmail account. Yeah. Somebody else made it here at Feral Audio because, you know, we're bigwigs and important. We're not. Uh, somebody <laughs> made it. We don't know who made it. Uh, we can't get into the Gmail we, account. We have the password we have and the, the password. account name, and they're both correct, but we also think that we might have been hacked by somebody because it was inactive for too long. So the thing about Google is uh, you can't call anyone if somebody steals your account. They just yeah. kind of go, that sucks, and yep. you move on with and life. And you're done. That's not a joke. You can Google this, and you won't find any information on it. So we told you last week to email us anything at all, and we would, and you would be entered to win this gift certificate, and we can't get to any emails you might have sent. So here's the thing. Um, we just thought it'd be easier if you just guys would tweet at us. So go on Twitter, at NewPlayerPod. Tweet whatever you want Whatever at us, you want. Starting... Today. Today. This Tuesday. Right now. You got a week, Tuesday to Tuesday, to do it, and one of you will randomly be selected to win a $20 gift certificate to the Cheesecake Factory. So, hit us up. We're so sorry. We hope you sent us a nice message or a mean message. Or a medium message. Or a medium message. Whatever Whatever you guys want. Whatever you want to send. send But regardless, we've got a Christmas episode. Got a Christmas episode. Keith, let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's get this Christmas episode going. You're listening to New Player Has Joined. Jesse, what are you playing? What are you playing? You know what I'm playing. So we just uh, we just played the expansion of Destiny. The Osiris, the Osiris, the Osiris expansion. expansion. 
And uh, it's still destiny. It's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> what are we all doing? Why, Why do we, are we do playing it? this game? No, but we do it because we want to play with our friend Mike. Right, uh, we have right. an episode coming up with Daniel Van Kirk. He comes and talks about Call of Duty and talks about the same sort of thing, which is we want to play with our friends. We right. want to play a game with our friend Mike right. who lives in New York and we live in Los Angeles. At this point, I almost feel like it has to be a game I don't give a shit about. Like, there were cutscenes last night and it was just all three of us making fun of the game. But that's fun, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. Saying. We get to make fun of it. But if we were playing a game that I was emotionally invested in, I wouldn't want to play with you and Mike. I would want to play by myself so I could experience the yeah, game. Yeah, but I, I mean, I played I played Destiny 1 uh, with Mike when it came out, and that was a fun experience right. because it was when Dinklage didn't care. Right. So the fun of it was making fun of Dinklage, well, yeah, that's, voice, not care. That's what anything. I'm saying. I don't want to go see like uh, an Oscar-winning movie with right. you guys, but I do want to go see a Michael Bay movie with yes. you guys so that we can mock it Obviously. the entire time. Yeah, and that, that's what Destiny Two has turned into for me. It's 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 fun. It's such a fun shooter. God, yeah. it sucks. It's su- like everything about <laughs> it's what like it just keeps happening with like this this generation of consoles where these games keep coming out where I'm like I want to love them but they're just flawed so they're, heavily that I can't just, get around it. They seem to have been made by people whose middle names were all who gives a shit. Yeah, I just like with with Fallout Four and then Final Fantasy Fifteen and then the Last Guardian, all these games coming out that we're everybody's like yeah, you're gonna be huge. They're good. Yeah, they're fine. They're fine. Fifteen Final Fantasy fifteen took a decade to make. I've yeah. been waiting for that game forever. I was a little child when I heard about it. I'm a oh, grown man uh, and now I don't just, care about it. Just so we're clear, Keith was five ten I years was. ago, I but was. is I'm, now thirty. I'm, I'm thirty. <laughs> yeah. A lot of stuff went down. Went through a void one day, w- went somewhere else, and now I'm back. Yeah, yeah. So Keith has discovered time travel, but that's secondary to secondary what the story's about. Secondary to video, video games. Video games, guys. <laughs> uh, so Jesse. Yes. What episode is today's episode? Well, we've got a special one today, Ooh. Keith, because I don't know if you can tell by being outside, because here in L.A. you can't, <laughs> but uh, it's the holiday season, it's Keith. It's the holiday season. We skipped over Thanksgiving. That doesn't count. That it's, doesn't count ever. It is it's, now Christmas. It's Christmas time. Christmas time in Los Angeles. Yes. And so we thought we would have a very special Keith and Jesse only Christmas episode where we talk about our favorite Christmas gaming memories. I love this so much because I have so many beautiful, fond memories of hanging out with my family and friends during Christmas and playing awesome video games and just enjoying each other's company. Yeah, Christmas to me was just about waking up early to see which games we got and what we were going to play all day. Oh my God. Okay, so what, what... what was your game that you were like, I have to get this around Christmas? Or was like, what, what was the one that... Well, it's different every year. But was there one that always stuck with you? What was like the most painful? You're like, I can't wait another month. I mean, I've got a few stories. Okay. Kate. So I'm going to set the stage with you real quick. All right, quick. set the stage. Okay. So uh, in the Neil household, All right. what we do is we have a bunch of presents underneath a tree, and mm-hmm. we unwrap them as such on Christmas mm-hmm. morning. Mm-hmm. And then you have like a brunch with the family. My mom would cook a ton of food. It would be awesome. Are you like, I want to not eat? I want to play video games? Or where's your brain So at? here's the thing. You'll get the video games, and then it's like, we're going to eat. And we're like, I want to go like upstairs and play these games right. with my brothers. So shoveling but it's Yeah, so down. we're just shoveling, shoveling eggs <laughs> that my mom has lovingly made for hours. And we're just like, shut up, get in my fat, stupid face so I can get upstairs and play Mario. So we do that. But there's another thing. There's another fold that my parents uh, added to Christmas morning that really heightened the experience. So they would do a scavenger hunt. Oh, damn. And so when, oh, damn. when all the 
presents. Oh, damn. I like this. <laughs> when all the presents were done being unwrapped and like brunch was over. Yeah. They had spent, I don't know how many hours, because there are four boys in my family. I'm one of God. four boys. Your and poor mother. I know. Jesus. And there was an envelope inside of the Christmas tree. Oh, my God. And if you reached in and grabbed it, it would have one of our four names on it. I and re- if you opened oh. it up, it was rhyming couplets. No. And it was clues oh my about God. where to go next. Oh, I want to hug your parents so badly <laughs> right now. They sound so... Oh, my God. And you could always tell, like, the further into oh. the into the hunt that it got, the, <sighs> the rhymes got lazier and lazier and oh. got to the point where they're almost like, I don't know, just go to the basement what? for everyone. You know what I mean? <laughs> And so that was... I, I, hold, uh, during this whole process, it would have been hilarious if your parents were just horrified and they're like, we don't know who did we this. Didn't write these. We didn't write these. We never wrote There's these. There's a terrifying person in our house. There's somebody <laughs> living in the attic. They all say, go to the attic and don't get eaten, but we think you're going to get eaten. <laughs> so that was always where they gave you, like, uh, the real gift. Yeah. Now, you would have smaller gifts. If I was eight years old, uh, I would get some, like, action figures. Right. I might get, like, a game. Um, but, like, if you ever were hoping for a console... The scavenger hunt, yes, was what was your best. You were bet. like, oh, something big's about to happen. Oh yeah, something big is always about big to happen. I got happen. a new bike off that scavenger hunt. What? I, How? Where did they put the bike? They hid it in the basement. Ah. And then they had me run all over the house finding all these different clues until finally I wound up in the basement. And sorry, can I just uh, the the immediately when you're like, I got a bike, all it went to my brain was one of your parents went like, I don't want to fucking bring this down. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, like, I don't want to carry like this immediately upstairs. Immediately, my brain was like, "Where did you find the bike in the house?" Yeah, <laughs> just like in a box in the garage, and they're like, "You put it together, <laughs> eight-year-old idiot." Wow. So scavenger hunt meant like, oh man, oh man, we're getting something. Good. Yeah, and you and got so, to see, but not even before just you. You got to see your brothers get cool gifts, and you yeah. got to see them experience something like great, and see them the most happiest as a child. That's really cool. And so sometimes what they would do. Uh, and I guess I'll just start off. No, you know what? I'm going to save. I'm going to save this one for later. Right, save it. But one. sometimes what they would do is they would, uh, one of us would go first. You know, like, so if Chris got his, he picked, he was like, oh, I got my name out of the tree. Yeah. My mom might be like, we're going to do Jesse's first. Right. And I was like, well, this doesn't make any sense. And then I would get a video game at the end of it. And I'd be like, mom, we don't have this console. And she'd be like, oh, that's so weird. Hey, Chris, I think uh, yours is next. And we'd be like, we got to find it. We got to fucking find it. We'd be oh freaking God. out. Oh my God! Your mom's a genius. Yeah. So we would get oh. like like a PlayStation like, controller no, when you, we didn't have a PlayStation. You don't know yet. how many times <laughs> that's happened in real life. Exactly, where the mom is like, "I didn't know. I'm so sorry." Yeah, and that's it. So you and she ha- would act the part. Oh my God! We would know. Oh my God! Yeah, she would fuck with us. Your mom is awesome. <laughs> She's great. I'm hugging you through the podcast, and she would do this. After we spent 10 minutes shoveling down all the food she made, oh. being like, this isn't important to us. Fuck. <laughs> God, your mom's awesome. She's pretty cool. That's really cool. She's pretty cool. That's really awesome. So what was the specific, what, what was there, what was the specific game? Or do you, do you have a couple? Well, you, I've got you have a, a couple. Let's go through uh, what I consider the, the funniest. I'm going to, man, you guys are going to get a glimpse out of how uh, neurotic and anxiety ridden uh, 10-year-old Jesse was. What? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I was a kid who suffered from severe anxiety when okay. I was when I was little. So video games became an escape for me because they were just a world that I could be in that wasn't my own. So I'm I around ten years old, ten to twelve range, and we've had uh, a Nintendo, an original NES, and yeah. we've had a Sega Genesis. Both systems I fucking love, but it's right. time to upgrade. Everybody else is upgrading. Yeah. 
And this is a big jump in gaming history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not like. No, this is the time to make one of two choices, correct? Yeah. And the choices are? Uh, N64 and PlayStation. Correct. Unless you're me. Unless you're just like flipping through some gaming magazine one day and you see an ad for a Sega Saturn. (laughs) (laughs) And for some reason you're like. You're like, yeah, this looks awesome. Oh, my God. And so you ask your parents for a Sega Saturn. Wait, do you have any friends at this point? Are you checking in with people or no? What's up? I have friends, but I uh, am apparently so uh, mesmerized by print media that it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) They're all like, N64, PlayStation. I'm like, you guys are betting on the wrong horses. (laughs) Because words on paper told me to get something else. Yeah, they showed me, like, two pictures of a Sega Saturn screen grab, and I was into it. So I tell my parents, uh, or I ask Santa, you know, for a Sega Saturn, and I'm, like, totally cool with this. And this is in, like, early November. I've got this unlocked. I got it in time. I'm like, I think there's a good chance it's going to happen. Then I start going to school and talking with more people. And you're like, oh, no. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) they start being like, I've never heard of this system. (laughs) I don't know anybody who's played this system. I can tell you a ton of great games on PlayStation and N64. Oh, my God. And so anxiety-ridden, like, 10, 12-year-old Jesse is just like, Oh, no. (laughs) I got to make this right. Wait. Okay, so hold on. So you weren't thinking about games that carry over. Like, you weren't thinking about Nintendo's going to have Mario again and Mega Man and all these things that you already like. No, I didn't think... I, like... I didn't have a grasp at that age of what gaming was and what the console wars were. Spyro didn't pull you. No. Spyro didn't get No, I preferred another dragon, and his name was Panzer. (laughs) It turns out, yeah, Panzer's dragon. So... So that's the route that I went. That's Oh, my God. But I realized it, uh, like, maybe, like... Three days before Christmas, and I approached my parents. So I was like, "Hey, maybe I, this is so shitty." Oh my god! <laughs> it's like maybe I asked Santa for too much. Maybe I don't need a second. Because <laughs> in the back of my head, I was like, "I blew it. I'm going to get a console this year. It's going to be a console I hate. Next year, I'm not going to get anything." I was so mad at myself. Oh my god! I'm I was so, so upset. I had like a mini freak out in front of my parents, and they're like, "Chill, chill, chill, chill. Like chill. you're fine. Yeah, like you're fine, but also like." Very clearly, like, we got you a Sega Saturn. Chill the fuck out. (laughs) So I get the Sega Saturn. Um, My brothers hate me. (laughs) Because they're like, what were you thinking? Yeah, because they're like, you could have have had an N64 or a PlayStation. We could all be playing GoldenEye right now. Yeah, exactly. And instead, we're watching you play Virtual Cop. Which is a game we kind of like from an arcade sometimes. Oh, God. So it has to be played in arcade. It has to it be. It has to be. Otherwise, what the fuck? You're with the controller. <laughs> oh, you played Virtual Cop with a controller. Oh, no, that sounds terrible. So this is- It's uh, like trying to play Mario with your feet. It's like, <laughs> it's just like, what is this? We do that. I go through a whole year. I will say I find a hugely impactful game in Sega Saturn. Yes. Uh, Albert Odyssey, and that changes my worldview of RPGs forever, Ooh. and that makes me fall in love. So but it all worked out. It works out. Uh, kinda. I mean, you had a Sega Saturn. Kinda. Yeah. Next year, my parents got me a PlayStation. Oh God! <laughs> I have good parents. Best man. parents ever. I have oh parents my God, that's very beautiful. much understand how to deal with a little kid with an anxiety disorder. Oh, so. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. That's yep. amazing. 
That's awesome. It was great. And, uh, I mean, that's like one specific memory. We've got so many more. I just want to hear one of yours real quick. I, with, that's the thing. It's like every year there was a video. It's so interesting. There's always a game that you There's race There's always to play. a game. It's so interesting because a lot of people were doing this. And then we'll talk to people like, are you a gamer? And they're like, eh, not really. And I'm like, I bet in a time in your life yeah. you were super pumped for one game. At least one. It changed something. you one day. Something. Anything like that. Um, uh the one that really changed my life, uh, I got a, a hot racer game <laughs> for Christmas. <laughs> no, uh, they did. I did get one for Christmas. My parents did kind of the same thing. I remember one year they did do the scavenger hunt where they did a warmer, yeah? colder, warmer, uh, colder. Yeah, 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 yeah. They didn't do. They didn't write them on the notes. They didn't write rhyming couplets like a failed Shakespeare. Oh God, no, <laughs> God, no. My mom's like this behind the toilet. This behind. <laughs> uh, ready, set, called. Called, <laughs> called, no, no, mm-mm. And, and eventually then, just, it's behind, it's behind the fridge, you idiot. I remember getting a specific NHL game for that. Which it was, one? It was NHL, like, Come on, 93, P- come on, 93. No, 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 it was, a di- it, it was a different series. It was, like, a specific PC game. Interesting. And it was, like, 96 around there, 95, 96. And that game was awesome and really, like, made me feel great and was just kind of like a really fun hockey game because the hockey games I was playing before were on Sega and Nintendo and they're kind of like polygony mm-hmm. and they're kind of like just robotic a little bit and this PC game was kind of like oh wow I can see like the fluid motion right and stuff like that so that was a really fun game for me to play at the time and especially <laughs> especially cuz I was such a big hockey fan so all these big players like like uh so I I I played hockey my whole life. Right. And it was a big deal because when I moved to Colorado, where I'm from, I moved from Chicago. And Colorado at the time didn't have a hockey team. Right. So... So when you got the the Avalanche. So the Avalanche was a hockey team that was... I called them the Avalanche. The Avalanche. <laughs> the Lava Lamps from Quebec. <laughs> uh, the Avalanche, they were a team called the Quebec Nordiques. And they were a team, a franchise that was really bad for a lot of years. Right. So one year... When they get all these draft picks and all these great players, they move to Colorado. And their very first year in Colorado, they win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, they do with Joe Sackick. So all these people in Colorado, they never won anything. Colorado didn't have any national titles. It wasn't known for anything. So yeah. hockey, like, blew up in Colorado. So these guys were, like, superheroes to right. me. So playing a fun hockey game on my PC at the time was just a blast because I got to play the sport. Because I literally, like... Get up in the morning at like 7 a.m. with my older brother, mm-hmm. and we'd have a friend who's a goalie, and we'd have a cul-de-sac. Yep. So we would play roller hockey nonstop yes. every day, not like literally nonstop. Uh, my brother Chris and I used to each invite one friend over, two nets. Uh, first person to 30 have to win by two. <laughs> Typical scores were 49 to 47. Yeah, exactly. Just like ridiculous. And you just do the craziest move. Yeah. And just have a lot of fun. And so a lot of those people, like, I get that this isn't about video games per se, but it all translates over because the same kids that you're hanging out with do play video games. Yeah. And that's when you go into their houses and you play, like, GoldenEye. Yeah, exactly. And that's when, like... You just take time from, like, we're going to go play video games. Okay, now we're going to run outside and do stuff. Now we're going to go back inside. We're going to watch a movie or something. It's, like, it's constant. Yeah. And then people have different consoles. I remember, like, Christmases, like, the N64 was out, but I'd go to a friend's house, and we'd play, like, Ninja Turtles on NES or something like that. But I have one specific. Um, I had a friend growing up 
uh, he was my brother's friend, so he's like six years older than me, so mm-hmm. I can't say like he's my friend because it's like weird when you're like 12 and you have a friend who's 18. Yep. That's really fucking weird. <laughs> so <laughs> can't wait to see where this goes. So uh, his name is Mustafa, and Mustafa had a really hard um, upbringing. He lost his parents okay. in a horrible incident, mm-hmm. and so he has nowhere to go on Christmas, really. Jesus. Like no family yeah. or anything like that. So he would spend Christmas with us, and we'd literally just play video games nonstop. That's so good. And so it was literally like, like, Man. and this was a dude who played tons of video games with me Like when I didn't have a system. Like he had a Dreamcast when Dreamcast just came out. Yeah. So he brought like NHL games over. He'd bring mm-hmm. like racing games over. And like the graphics at the time looked amazing. Yeah. It was just fun to play a hockey game. Like yeah. constantly trying new hockey games on different consoles and different like because i play it i played it so much that like there's a fluidity to it that i know how to like be part of it so every time i play a new hockey game it's like the coolest thing in the world to like the learning curve and figuring out how to really play the game is so much fun to me so i got to do that a lot with this guy and playing a sports game by yourself against a computer is fun. It just becomes like formulaic. So much more playing with a friend. When you're playing with a friend, you're playing against each other. It's yeah. so much fun. And when they're big hockey fans too, it just like really adds to it. Yeah. So it's kind of a friend you develop a relationship with who gaming's like a big part of it because you relate with that as well. But you also relate with like sport. We go outside and we he'd put in goalie equipment. We play hockey. Like it was a constant thing. So he always had a new game. He brought over like Resident Evil, like whatever it is. We play NFL games together. But the thing that was also great about Moo was he like encouraged my sense of humor a lot. So okay. he was like the guy where he was like he was purposely a dick. Like purposely <laughs> like purposefully like but not like he's not really trying to like make you feel bad. No, but, but he's, he's trying to kind of like, egg, egg you on. Yeah, because it's like funny. It's fun like yeah. he, it's when stuff's funny, it's funny. That's a very brotherly thing. Yeah. So like we had this guy named Pete uh come over to our house and Pete um and Dorothy, they're a married couple. Pete was an animator on the Mulan movie, oh, on cool. Tarzan, a bunch of Disney films. And he came over, and, like, things Moo would say to him would be like, so what do you do? He's like, oh, I'm an animator. He's like, oh, you draw cartoons. Right, yeah, exactly. He's like, so what are you going to do when you become an adult? Like, stuff like that. And, like, <laughs> and so Pete, like, gets offended and, like, thinks Moo's, like, an asshole or whatever. And it's like, right, but no. You're, but you're spending Christmas with this guy. Yeah. He's, he's a great, he's a family, amazing friend, like, really nice guy. Like, yeah. I just I couldn't breathe of like when we would talk because he just make me laugh so hard and to have that connection with somebody who plays like the new game and talking new games yeah. constantly all the time, just as a awesome relationship and just something that I got to like look forward to on Christmas. So would you invite him over every year? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, he's a great dude. And he's... he would just every time it was just like a no brainer. I'm gonna go hang out with yeah. Keith and play video games. Yeah, on it, Jay, uh, me and my brother Jake. He's more friends with my brother Jake. Right. But it was, like, the three of us. And yeah. I was really lucky to have my older brother who would play games with me and let me be friends with, like, his older friends yeah. and encourage my sense of humor and, like, exactly. my maturity because yeah. they didn't see me as, like, a little kid. They were just like, oh, you're really funny. Yeah. So they encourage, like, you to be funny. Yeah, and you become good at video games. They're like, oh, you can hang. And they're all older, and I got really good at hockey. And so I could, like, play hockey with them. So it was no longer, like, 
I'm just some little brother. It's like, no, I'm just part of the group. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I, I've talked about this a lot before, and I think we've talked about this off the show, but, like, video games are one of the things that brought me and my brothers closest together. Yeah. So there's Jonathan, there's Chris, there's me, and then there's Anthony. And uh, John is eight years older than me. Chris is two years older than me. Anthony's 13 years younger than me. So we spend 21 years in there. So sometimes it can be a hard, at least when you're growing up especially, it could be a hard gap to bridge. When I was little... We, were, we would be playing John's system because John got an, an original NES. And we played all the Mario games together. And we played Toe Jam and Earl. We played Mega Man. We played the original Zelda like crazy. But I have memories of beating uh, Super Mario Brothers 3 on the NES with John leading the way. It's basically John beating the game <laughs> and then letting me and Chris watch. And also John's friends being in the room. And the same thing where we're kind of hanging out with this older yeah. crowd and you kind of get this different – you get to, like, skip six years yeah. of your humor because you get to hang out with these people and see how they talk. And it was such a cool experience to beat that Mario game with my brothers. And then I, I don't, maybe, like, five years ago, maybe more by now, probably more, mm-hmm. the new uh, Super Mario Brothers Wii that came out. Yeah. Uh, Anthony got that for Christmas. Right, yeah. I, I went home back to Boston for Christmas, and my little brother Anthony got Super Mario Brothers Wii. And me, him, and Chris, who were around, were like, we gotta, we gotta play this. And, like, Chris and John have families now. Yeah. And sometimes they don't come home. Sometimes they come home, we'll play, like, we'll, we'll play a game with... It's, like, uh, not the same. It's not fully the same. Right, because they're not like, fully in. Right. They're, like, a little bit out at so all times. So we, we have a few more years left before we can bridge the gap and start giving video games to my nieces and uh, right. my nephew, and then, like, it'll start to grow again. Right. But this was, like, the last game that we got where Anthony got it for Christmas, and we still... I was, I was like, 26, and I still, like, ran upstairs to play it with him. <laughs> um, but over the course of being home for a week, Anthony and I uh, beat... A Mario game together. That's awesome. And it was just like me, Chris, and John had beaten a Mario game together and brought us closer. And That's now really this great. Mario game had brought us closer together. So like, and it's basically a remake with a few added mechanics of Super Mario Brothers Three. Right. So it was like it was this weird like almost twenty year gap that was closing. I don't know. It it felt very. Um, it felt like there was, like, closure involved in it. It was this, like, recapitulation of all these emotions. I don't know. It was just one of these really cool experiences to be like, I got to share a Super Mario Brothers game with all of my brothers, and we got to beat essentially the the same game together over two decades. Wow. Yeah. It was just like, that sticks with me. That's like, and that that's what Christmas feels like to me. Yeah. Is that feeling of getting closer with my family through something as simple as video games. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I That's... Having a connection with all these games is really important because I feel like uh, the older generation didn't have video games. No. So it's a weird... They had to talk to each other. They had to talk to each other. They had to get jobs and be... uh, But they really didn't. It's kind of... they didn't. It was kind of like whoever got from the table, they would talk shit about that person. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's what family is. It's always been the same shit. Uh, But it's weird now because as you say, as we're getting older, it's not going to be weird when the nieces and nephews start playing video games because you can play video games. It's not like an alien medium to you. It's going to be the first time that the older generation isn't weirded out by it. Hey, Jesse, are you ready? Uh, For what? In honor of the release of Ready Player One, all Loot Crate subscribers this month automatically entered for a chance to win a Vive VR system and Cosair One Pro compact gaming PC provided by Loot Crate. Pretty cool. 
Pretty cool. And all you have to do is visit lootcrate.com slash new player to learn more and catch Ready Player One this March 29th in theaters. Visit lootcrate.com for official rules. Do we want to share gifts? Let's let's. Keith and I got each other some Christmas gifts. What what do we want to call this segment? Well, uh, oh, um, hold on. I I actually have I have the have name of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, so Keith and I are about to do a segment called "Giving Gifts with Keith and Jesse." And yeah, we realize the title doesn't need to be long, but it's kind of a running joke on the show <laughs> that the titles are too long. And so this is the title of this segment. Perfect. Uh, Keith, do you want to go first, or do you want me to give you? I want your... you to go. I want to hear. I want you to go first. I'll, okay, I'll give you. I'll give you. What I so Keith and I are gifting each other with video games that we think the other should play, or is special to us for some reason. Just something that we have some kind of emotional connection with mm-hmm. that we feel the other should enjoy as well. Yes. And so Keith, yes. I have gotten you the Christmas gift. Yes. If you want to go ahead and unwrap it. Okay. Okay. Oh. Oh wow! It's digital. You can you can you can hear how how digital it is, right? Oh wow! It was clearly a bag of onions. Uh-huh. Um. And oh look at it, Jesse. Could you read it for me, Keith? That's Quest for Glory. So you want to be a hero? Ah! Uh, this is an old DOS game that I played. Wow! Yeah, when I was back in North Andover, Massachusetts, wow. growing up. Uh, there are. I've technically gotten you. Quest for Glory 1 through 5. Oh, shit. Old Sierra games. Wow. Yes. 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 This game came out on floppy disk in 1989. This is when, like, the same company made Prince of Persia. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. So, uh, I played this game around that same age, 8 to 10. Yeah. Uh, It's an action-adventure slash RPG game, and it's... Side-scroller? No. No. uh, Point-and-click. Ah. And it's largely credited as being kind of genre-defining. Because it was the first, uh, it was the first video game, or at least people credit it as such, that had action adventure, but also RPG. So at the beginning, you get to choose if you're a thief, a fighter, or a magic user, Ooh. and that defines what missions you'll go on. But it's also a deeply humorous and satirical game. Oh, fun! Quotes Monty Python a lot. Ooh. Three Stooges are in it, but they don't say it's a Three Stooges. Ooh. That kind of stuff. That's cool. Um, but yeah, point and click, very funny. You level up, you get more intelligence, more magic, That's more strength, awesome. that kind of thing. But I would sit, uh, we had a computer room in my house, and I would just sit there clicking away, not getting what the references were, right. but loving the jokes themselves. Exactly. <laughs> and I tried to play the other Quest for Glories. They're not as whimsical, and so I didn't give a shit. <laughs> but the first one is super first funny. First one's great. It's also one of those things where it's like... You know, you walk into this one segment of the map, and mm. there's this, like, jelly thing that's just bouncing and making, like, a boing sound effect over yeah. and over. And you can just sit there staring at it. And if you sit there staring at it too long, it'll just, like, jump up and disappear <laughs> off the screen. You're like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> and then if you move over, like, three screens, your character will stop mid-screen, look up, and you'll just hear, like, Boom. <laughs> and then it'll crush you. Wow. And then, you know, the screen will come up like, you died. Don't stare. People don't like <laughs> Stuff like that. The That's game's cool. filled with, like, fun ways That's that you great. can die. That's awesome. So play Quest for Glory Thank so you, you want to be a hero. Play the other ones, too, but, I mean, that first one's really weird. Where Thank it's at. you. I will check this game out. I will play the first one, beat it, and then not play the other ones because <laughs> they won't be as good. I mean, I'm, they're probably, they probably are good. I just don't remember them as much. Now, Jesse. Mm-hmm. Your game. Mm-hmm. He said, "Drinking water." I. This is uh. This is 
This is a game that I loved. I've played the series. Mm-hmm. Played the series, loved the series. Okay. Um, I want to read a review of somebody else <laughs> of this game. This is smart. So this is what this is by uh, uh, Thelon on Steam. Thelon, huh? Thelon. So if you actually listen to this podcast, you did a great review. If you love Star Wars, okay, buy this. Okay, simple. Hold on. Okay. Because this is, I think this describes the things you want in games. If you love Star Wars, mm-hmm. buy this. Okay. You saw the Star Wars game uh, movie last night. I saw it last night. It was great. If you love RPGs, I do. Buy this. Interesting. If you love damn good stories, I do. With damn good companions, I do. Buy this. Okay. If you love and exalt the glory days of Bioware, rest in peace, sweet prince. <laughs> Buy it this. Does it say that or did you say that? No, it's what it says. <laughs> this is the fourth version of Uh-oh. Knights of the Old Republic <laughs> that I've purchased. <laughs> I regret nothing. I want to play it again just writing this review. It took hold of me during my formative years and never let go. Oh, man. It's etched into every fiber of my being, into my soul. This is Bioware at peak performance. Superb storytelling, character choice, voice acting, and Star Warsy goodness all wrapped up into a near-perfect package. Also... Teasing Bastilla is easily one of the greatest pleasures. <laughs> easily. It's aged, obviously, but so what? Knights of the Old Republic is like a cheese or fine wine. It gets better with age. Disclaimer, I claim no responsibility for people getting sick from eating old cheese. <laughs> Shout out to the random Best Buy employee who recommended this game to me over a decade ago. You the real MVP. Thelon. I just, uh, I want anybody to look at me the way Thelon looks at Knights of the Old Because <laughs> I, think, I think after he wrote that, he made sweet, sweet love to that video game. This game is so much fun. Yeah? This is every, it's, it's, it's why I play Fallout 4 and get pissed off. <laughs> like, you will play this game and know exactly what I'm talking about, which is, Every interaction you have, there's like five different choices. There's yeah. multiple things to do. It's not like it's it's a game that came out like so long ago, over ten years ago, and it's still one of the best RPGs I've ever played. Yeah, and it's Star Wars. It's like it's Man. a thousand years before uh, Luke Skywalker and all that sort of stuff. Um, but fascinating game, super fun, huge RPG elements. It's kind of like. Live action. It's kind of like Nino Cooney a little mm-hmm. bit. You know how it's like live, but it's like turn based a little bit. Yeah, you're not like constantly pressing attack. You press attack you. once and like they go at it. So it's just like that. And it's like you. I don't really want to spoil it, but it's like you on your pathway to become a Jedi. And there's a story going on, and you take part of the story. I mean, I'm definitely gonna play the fuck out of this game. This, thank you very much. Thank Keith. you very much. That, that's this has been <laughs> this has been giving gifts with Keith and Jesse. And yeah, we realize the title doesn't need to be long, but it's kind of a running joke on the show that the titles are too long. And so this is the title of this segment. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Can I? Um, can I share with you a story about uh, anxiety-ridden little boy Jesse? Of course. Let's do it. Uh, so this is the day I got my PlayStation. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. And I <laughs> wanted one game with that PlayStation. Keith, what was it? 
Final Fantasy VII. You would think so. No, what did you want? Metal Gear Solid. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. God, yeah. So, okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah, of course. So, it's Christmas morning. We've had brunch. We're hanging out. I want to show the family how good the graphics. Did you play the demo? I think I did. I played the demo before I played the game. Yes, that's that's exactly what happened. And when you played played the the demo. It's the only time I've played a demo where I'm like, what the hell is going yes. on? Where I'm like, what am I experiencing? It's just the beginning. Oh, it's, my God. So, so keep going. So I uh, so I wanted Metal Gear Solid so bad, and I got it, and I was so like, I want to prove to my family that this like this system is amazing. Like, This is cool that you're showing your parents video game stuff, and we're doing a video game podcast. This is, yeah, this is hilarious. <laughs> um but so I hook up the PlayStation, I put a Metal Gear Solid, we're watching the intro video, I'm so like, I'm so pumped, this is awesome, this is awesome. If you remember the beginning to Metal Gear Solid, uh, Solid Snake sneaks into uh, into the base in They don't Alaska. teach you how to do anything. They just drop they you just in. They just drop you, you in and they go, just go. There's bright lights, you don't want them to see you. If if you wait long enough, no matter what, because you're in this like basement area and this, you swim in and you're in this basement place and this elevator comes down and you have to take the elevator up and that's really when the game introduces itself and starts. So no matter what, that elevator's coming down and that's how you get back up. Oh, I had God. just seen Mission this. Impossible, the movie. I want to play this game so fucking bad. And I don't know if you're familiar with Mission Impossible, the movie, the first one yeah. uh, with Tom Cruise. Emilio Estevez is in it for 10 minutes. <laughs> Do you remember what happens to Emilio Estevez? He dies. How does he die, Keith? <laughs> Fire or there's no. an explosion? He's riding on top of an elevator at the event and he's hacking. Oh, right. It, comes, it falls on him. It's not that. It's that somebody takes control of the elevator. The elevator goes shooting oh, up at a very uh, high speed. Oh, my God. These terrifying spikes shoot up from the shoot down from the ceiling and he goes eye first into the spikes and dies horrendously. So that image was with me. So I'm playing Metal Gear Solid in front of my family, <laughs> and the elevator starts to come down, and anxiety-ridden little kid me freaks out, jumps up, turns off the PlayStation, is like, we can play later. <laughs> my whole family looking at me like I'm a freak. And I've uh, never explained to them oh, what is, happened in my that's brain. That's hilarious. They've never understood. Uh, I remember years later talking to John and being like, talking about that game. And he was like, I remember that game. That's the one that freaked you out real bad for some reason, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like 20 years old. Like, yeah, man. And he's like, yeah, that really stuck with me. You're a weird guy. Yeah, You're a real like, weird guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad there was a point to the story of you talking about Mission Impossible. There's like, there's, it would have been hilarious if you were like, there's that scene, Uma Thurman, and she's a bride, and she's like, Bill, <laughs> it's your baby, and he shoots her. Anyway, so there I was with my family. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's I, really that's a really funny story. That I, we went through so much with that game. That game, because um, it was that that thing where it's like, where do we find the codec code to talk to Meryl? And like, it's on the back of the CD case, right? And I was like, what CD case? And I was like, oh my god, the CD case, the actual game came in. <laughs> And it blows my fucking mind that Hideo Kojima is insane. He's an insane person who knows how to make an amazing game. But then re- right when you go to the top of the first tower and you're about to uh, see Liquid Snake in the Hindi helicopter for the first time, the game had a scratch in it. It skipped. We could never get past it. Oh, God. It's we went, too many times. We tried so hard. Uh, I think what we ended up doing was we ended up renting a game because he had the memory card so we could load the memory card right. onto the game get past the first disc then use the second disc that nice. we had to be we were obsessed with that game man and i still still one of my favorite games of all time that to this game day. so fun i 
I feel bad who people aren't ever going to have to get to experience that game because mm-hmm. it's too late. It's too much. Too many it's things too have late. happened that like the graphics, whatever, might it take you out everything. of it. Oh, that game that first time we we're talking about. It's like I've never ever in my life experienced what I experienced with the Metal Gear Solid demo. It was yeah. the most like crazy like. All these other games are like side scrollers, or like uh, look, shoot these bubbles this way, and yeah. then this was like I'm in a movie because I went up an elevator. Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> like, that that elevator sequence is just like unbelievably badass. Yeah, for that point in gaming history, I played that demo multiple times. Like the first time you realize like what's going on, and you lean up against Snake, and you lean up against a wall, and you start knocking against the yeah. wall. Yeah, and like the guys a, hear it. And the guys hear it. You're like. Whoa! Like, how, how about the first time they were like, "You have to get from this point to this point," and you're like, "Cool." Hey, there seem like there are a few different options. Oh yeah, there's always gonna be that. What? <laughs> and this is a time before when like games are like, uh, "Go get the muffin. Go get the other muffin." <laughs> we got to talk about the, the terrible baker games you're playing. Spyro. He's a dragon, and he there's sheep. Ooh! <laughs> and, like, it's just like Metal Gear Solid is a game. It's just like really took it away. I remember. The Christmas that was really crazy to me is my uh, great-grandma, I think I was like five, and I had a Sega. Mm-hmm. And the Sega games that they got me on my Christmas, Street Fighter Two. Ooh, such a good game. Amazing game. And then the other one, Road Rash. Oh, my God. That, oh, my God. Oh, Road Rash. Road Rash, Street Fighter Two, big hitters. And the third one... Oh, God. The third one. How bad is it? Oh, man, Jesse. <laughs> We've been talking about it. Echo. <laughs> so my family got me. Echo the dolphin. My family got me a game where on the front of it is two people fighting. The other one where it's a guy in a motorcycle with a chain hitting a cop with a chain. And then. And then. The worst. Uh, the, and then. Uh, I I smoke weed the video game. <laughs> like it's literally a dolphin, but you, there's no story. There's a story, but really like when you're 5 or 6 Echo you're the like, dolphin is a game about it's I would say it's the Seinfeld of games oh in that it's about nothing. It's about nothing. You get to be a dolphin. It's, it's um it's bizarre. Now I want to now I want to talk about this cuz I got an N64 for Christmas. Yes. Now, I got it a little bit late. I got a little bit late. I mm-hmm. got, I got it. I got it right when Zelda. I got it when Zelda was came out. Yeah. But people were playing GoldenEye before I got GoldenEye. Mm-hmm. But when I got GoldenEye, I didn't do anything. Nope. I didn't do anything. No. I swear to God, there was a Christmas uh, where I didn't talk to anyone. <laughs> I didn't. We had friends over. I didn't care. Take like, that, Moo. Like uh, no, I, there was. This, I don't think Moo was over this Christmas. Um, but this is a time when I was literally like. I, I'm not going to move. And I just went, I just switched constantly from Zelda to Goldeneye. To Goldeneye. And yeah. just kept going back and forth, back and forth, God, back, that and, sounds forth, back awesome. and forth, back and forth. That sounds so good. Now, here's the thing. Around this time, a horrible event happened. <sighs> Jesus. It's called Columbine. And you're from Colorado. And I'm from Colorado. Mm-hmm. So, uh, friends, new family from that horrific event. It was a very horrifying time. Yeah. It hit close. Now it's like people don't even remember it because, you know, things are horrifying. Um, but at the time, I don't know if you guys all remember it because video games have a very negative clout. Yes. Every single politician, every single senator, representative, pe- uh, president, they will not say they like video games. No. No, every single person, even if you're progressive, they look 
they frown upon video games. Right, because they view video games as a cause of violence. Yeah, they think it's a cause of violence, which is... Lazy. Lazy and shitty, and it's just kind of like, no, the parents fucking suck. It's pandering. It's It's it's, hard pandering. It's It's passing the buck. It's It's just like, oh, we get bribed by lobbyists all the time and make money doing terrible things. But yeah, it's because of destiny that the world is terrible. Yeah. Um, it's, which is bullshit. So at the time, Columbine happened. And you know what people blamed Columbine on? Yeah. Video games. They which, blamed it on GoldenEye. Yeah, they did. They did. Anybody who was in power at the time was, was just like... rising against it. Yeah. So what my mom did was take GoldenEye away from me. But we didn't have a conversation about it. It was just like, GoldenEye is just now gone. Yeah. Which, um... I never processed it. <laughs> you never, I you never, never thought about I what never that really implied, thought what about she it. thought about you. Yeah, <laughs> which was the whole thing, which is like made me uncomfortable, which now as a talking as an adult, because it's just weird because I never have inclinations to hurt anyone. Right. Until you took GoldenEye away from me. <laughs> like, and it's like, that's how, like, it was an interesting time because that did really happen where they all kind of blamed it on video games. And I have this conversation with people now. Where I was talking to my uh, my dad about it, where he was like, "Oh, video games are violence. Like he's turning these kids violent." And I'm like, "No, kids playing Call of Duty, uh, they don't become terrible because they're shooting people in yeah. the video game. They're terrible because they have a Nazi flag that yeah. they're like flying, and they get to say." Whatever they want yeah. on the internet to They're, whoever they want, and they won't get in trouble for it. It's anonymous, and then it's filled with hate speech. That's the issue. And it's terrible. Yeah. And Call of Duty for years didn't do anything to curb it, so all these people blame it on, like, a shooting game yeah. or Grand Theft Auto, and it's like, It's not no. you create a subculture of people who don't get any kind of ramifications for their terrible choices. Why? How, how many video games are there with, like, knights chopping people down? Yeah. Like. Why aren't you freaked out? Kids aren't going to grab swords and start chopping other how people down. How many movies like, are there how, about people shooting that you still take your kids to see? How many? How, every TV show how, is about murder. How many romantic comedies are like, they shouldn't be together. Yeah. They're both terrible people. <laughs> like, like video games, leave them alone. Like, all these people. Keith, that, are you having your own leave Britney alone moment? Yes, leave Britney video games alone. <laughs> leave video games alone. Like, leave, like... Sit down and talk to your kids instead of taking their fucking video games away. Realize that, like, if they're weird or they're acting out in a certain way, talk to them. This is the most I've seen you worked up, and it's over your parents taking GoldenEye from Don't you. Don't ever take Odd Job away from me or Jaws. Uh, no, it's just, like, a weird time that, like, I just wanted to bring up, like, during yeah. Christmas, where I was like, I played this all the time. Yeah, and because then... we went through that as a generation, yeah. where it's, like, all this uncertainty because it was, uh, uh, Columbine was the first, it wasn't the first school shooting, but it was, it was the big one it was a very it changed a lot of things and we were of the generation that had been brought up by video games and it seemed like a good scapegoat and people latched onto it and people didn't understand it they also blamed music they blamed movies i mean they blamed, they blamed anything they anything could. they could but uh but this was ultimately really they went to the the shooter's parents house like do you want to talk about your kids and they're like get the fuck off my lawn it's yeah. like and then there's the answer yeah, i mean sometimes yeah and sometimes there just isn't an answer and it's all just fucking gross <laughs> right but like people just blame whatever they can and then that was around the time that video games were starting to get uh rated you know each mature. mature and all that stuff and people were starting to ask questions about the psychology of why people like to play these and what's going on. it was 
it was such a weird. Is when form Starship of time. Troopers came out, and they're like, should it be NC seventeen? Should it not be like, <laughs> like basketball? Almost was NC seventeen. I remember that being like basketball, a big, like basketball. Ugh, like there's nobody. It's like there's just chicken jokes and bad jokes in yeah. it, and like that's all it is. People were like, we got to rate real big fish NC seventeen in this movie. Go watch Starship Troopers and think to yourself, is this the worst thing I've ever seen? <laughs> and not as in bad movie quality. I mean, as in like. Like, horrific, like, if everything has come out at this point, all this, like, imagine all the stuff you've seen on the news constantly and then going to watch Starship Troopers being like, I should watch this with my five-year-old. Like, they'd really understand this or, like, get the hold of it. I, I think... I think maybe Starship Troopers is propaganda for sex. <laughs> I can't tell. I can't tell what that movie's trying propaganda. to Propaganda? Who's in charge of propaganda for sex, I Jesse? Don't <laughs> I don't know. It's but not that, Hugh Hefner anymore. Who is it going to be? That whole movie is just like graphic killing of weird aliens and humans and then just for no reason and then all these people showering together. It, it's like, what is this? It is a softcore porno movie that just never becomes a porno. Oh, well, I, I, I guess that's what I'm saying is that I view most softcore porno as propaganda <laughs> for sex. Pornography is sex on film and softcore is pornography for sex. Is well, Pornography is propaganda for sex. Do you want to do uh, last game? You have a game for me? I you didn't do tell me have about a game it? for you, Keith. I want to hear it. Do you want to do the I last game? I want to do game? the last game. Keith has no idea. I don't. What I've made for him. Oh, I figured we'd be talking about a lot of gifts. Uh, today in a lot of video games. Okay. And so I was trying to wrap up, like, what are the games that we're not going to talk about? Okay. And so today, Keith, we have a special game called Terrible Name of an Actual Video Game (laughs) or Equally Terrible Name of a Ska Band that I made up. Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Keith, in this game... Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. PC game? Is it everything? It's everything. Okay. And you just have to tell me if it's... Everything. Ah, damn it! There's, I think there's, I don't think there's a single app game in here. Okay, okay. Uh, but you have to tell me if it's the terrible name of an actual video game or the equally terrible name of a ska band that I made up. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Number one, tongue of the fat man. <laughs> could be a ska band. Could be a game. What do you think? Ska band. It's a game. No, God, <laughs> no. Ah, uh, indie. It's an indie f- game, right? What no, is it? It's just an older game. I think it was what? for. I think it might have been for N sixty four. Tongue of the Fat Man. Question two: The Cubert Sandwiches. <laughs> Question two: Rex Nebular and the Cosmic Gender Bender. That's a game. That is a game. Yeah. Did you know that one? No, I was just very confident with my answer. <laughs> All right. Question number three. Clay Fighter 63 and a third. <laughs> That's a ska band. That's a game. No, why? Ah, <laughs> oh, you, why would you make that the title of your game? It had in a third, and I was like, that definitely sounds like a ska band. Yeah, well, in the third, it's just, okay. Okay, question four. Fine. Mucka Mucka Bang Bang. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Mucka Mucka Bang Bang. Mucka Mucka Bang Bang. Uh, please be a ska band. It's a made up ska band. Okay, it's good. A made up ska band. Please. Number five Ninja Baseball Batman. Oh, that's a game. It is a game. I was hoping to God that was a game. <laughs> Number six Professor Crappy Pants and the Missing Jewels. That's a game. That's a ska band. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
That was a very impressive Scott band name, Jesse. Thank you. Very Professor good. Krabby Pants and the Missing Jewels. <laughs> oh, that sounds like such a game. All right. Uh, number seven, How to Be a Complete Bastard. Uh, it's a game. It is a game. Question eight, Commander Slam Mercury Brothel. <laughs> Please be a Scott band. It's a Scott band. <laughs> But it's a ska band that I changed, like, two small things in the title from a video game. Number nine, Touch Dick. I'm like, I love this because I think the pattern of your games is like, what kind of weird shit can I say on the podcast? Like, it's like all the games. Um, so, uh, touch, touch the dick. Touch dick, not touch, the. Touch, touch, touch a dick. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Touch a dick. Um, it's a game. It is a game. It a game. It's a dictionary game. Oh, why? Dick spelled D-I-C. What are you doing? Who made that game? What are uh, you doing? I think that was a DS game. What? <laughs> uh, Ten. Attack of the Mutant Camels. It's a game. It is. It's a game. Eleven. Twenty dead camels. Twenty dead camels? Mm-hmm. That's a ska band. That's a real no. ska band. Is that a That's real, real ska band? <laughs> <laughs> Impressive. Number 12, Adventures of Lingus. That's a game. That's a Scott band. <laughs> <laughs> Number 13. I can picture that one really well. Right? <laughs> We're Adventures of Lingus. It's the terrible Super NES game that <laughs> was... Yeah. <laughs> You're just on a planet and you play as, like, everything's tongues. <laughs> uh, Number 13, NRA Gun Club. That's a game. It is a game, unfortunately. <laughs> so sad. Number 14, Escape the Bath with William Taft. It's a ska band. It's definitely a ska band. <laughs> Could be a great game. Could be. And final one. Princess Tomato in the Salad Kingdom. Oh. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, oh, this is a... This is a game. It is a game! This is a game! It's a game! Honorable mentions to Yes, Prime Minister, <laughs> the video game... Big Mother Truckers 2, Truck Me Harder, <laughs> the Keith, Scobbin, the game, <laughs> Buck Bumble, the Keith, the game, the game, and Truck Fun with Fuckton. <laughs> Keith, the Scobbin? Yes, the Scobbin. <laughs> truck Fun with Fuckton is definitely a Scobbin that I made up because uh. I was bored. That was so much fun. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm so, so happy. I knew Clay Fighter 63 and a third was going to fuck you up. <laughs> I uh, that was a good that was a good game. I can't believe they put game. and a third in the title. I, it makes it sound, it's like it's, every Scott. It's like Catch what, 22. How, what, what did you look up? What did you even like? What were you looking? Worst video game titles. <laughs> and then I looked them all up and I thought to myself, what what do these feel like? Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And when I saw Clay Fighter 63 and a third, I went, that oh, they're like all, they all sound like bad ska band that names. Bad ska band names. And so, for, first of all, I looked up actual ska band names, mm -hmm. and I was like, could I do real ska band names? And there were about five that I could do. And I was like, well, let's just mix one of those in. Did you, did you make this joke and I missed it, that Echo should just been called Real Big Fish? <laughs> I didn't. We made a Real Big Fish joke. <laughs> we made an Echo joke on this episode, and we didn't make the joke that Echo should be called Real Big Fish. <laughs> I mean, it's a joke that jumps, I was going to say jumps the shark, that uh, that really shows that we don't know what mammals are. <laughs> but yeah, we really missed the boat on that one. We really one. missed the boat on it. A lot of aquatic puns why, going why, on in this by accident. We, uh, we, we try to keep it light here. Um, 
Jesse, do you have anything else you want to say about Christmas? I like Christmas, and uh, <laughs> you sound so genuine about that. I like it. I guess the whatever. Coca-Cola polar bears are great. I, I will awesome. say this about Coca-Cola polar bears. Yes, it's going to be super weird in thirty years when our when like <laughs> well, our don't, grandkids don't, are like, <laughs> what, what, are, are what are those white dogs that are drinking <laughs> that are drinking the water replacement, Dad? Uh, yeah, they're talking to the garbage can because all parents are dead. From, yeah, that's yeah. right, right. Yeah, yeah. And they don't know what ice looks like, so the whole commercial is just foreign to them, but it's playing on loop because nobody can get into the bombed-out radio center. Whatever. Man, guys, get your games in now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Get your games in now. <laughs> yeah, get Mad Max in now if you want to know what the future's going to look like. <laughs> so do we want to, do we want to, what do we want to do? What do we want to do, What do we want to say goodbye? What do you want to do? I, uh, I personally want to thank you for your, for your great gift. I want to thank you for your great well, thank gift. Thank you. And I want to thank uh, my mom and my dad and my brothers, Chris, John, and Anthony, for, uh, for playing video games with me and getting me video games for Christmas, because I think... It helped a little boy who was suffering from depression and anxiety disorders to yeah. get through a very hard time in his life, and I yeah. really appreciate that. That's really nice. Yeah. I'd like to thank uh, my mom, uh, Heidi, and my father, Rick, and <laughs> my siblings, uh, Jake, Jenna, Haley, and Scarlett. And uh, thanks for letting me play all those games. Thanks for watching me play all those games. Uh, thanks you fi- thank you for uh, giving me Goldeneye back. I, re- <laughs> I really appreciate that. Was they it were, uh, this last year they did that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, we think you should have this now. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, this doesn't mean anything to me right now anymore. Um, but, but gaming and Christmas, uh, get your game time in, but also it's the best time to see your brothers and siblings. Cause yeah, brothers, we talk, sisters, parents. We talk about it now is uh, people get older, people... Start to get their own family, start to do other things. So if you have time, you can play with your siblings and do something with them. Do it. Yeah. Hang out with them. Reconnect. Share the memories. You don't need to play Destiny for another hour. You don't. You have all the gear. You don't. Go hang out with your siblings and go play a game. Go play Mario. Go play play Mega Man. Go play Zelda. Go play the old greats and go have fun. Yep. Merry Christmas, Jesse. Merry Christmas, Keith. This has been New Player Has Joined. Goodbye. Goodbye. Professor Crappy Pants and the Missing Jewels. That's a game. That's a ska band. (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, since our podcast is pretty new, it means not a ton of people know who we are yet. That's a polite way of saying it, yes. (laughs) So if you could could head to iTunes, and if you enjoy this show, if you could rate us and review us five stars, that would be amazing. Thank you! Want entertainment designed just for you? Then check out customizable streaming TV from Xfinity. It makes your life simple, easy, awesome. Xfinity gives you customizable streaming TV options. Enjoy the most free shows anywhere on any device and even access your streaming apps right on your TV with X1. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. 